I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. A longtime regular in terms of commentator, uh, Daniel Cotter, he's going to be doing an ongoing series with us of interviews uh, going forward, which we're really excited about. I love his I love his commentaries and articles over at the Price of Business Digital Network, and we've asked him recently to come on uh, regularly to do uh, actual interviews with me, and I'm, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, as a lawyer who started out of college as an accountant and passed the CPA exam, Daniel Cotter tries to use that knowledge and business acumen to truly partner with legal clients. He also spent more than 16 years of his 27 years as a lawyer in-house. Clients want to have pragmatic, digestible, understandable information and advice, and that's what Daniel's all about. Uh, I'm telling you, in this world of uh, really reaction uh, rather than proaction, um, an attorney in the in the proaction area is crucial. He graduated with honors in accounting from Monmouth College and a law degree with honors from the John Marshall Law School. So we're glad to have him. You can learn more about him, of course, at howardandhoward.com. That's howardandhoward.com. Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I am your your host. I can't talk this morning. Your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Let me tell you today's topic is very timely for anyone in business or even thinking about getting into business. It's one of the biggest business stories, at least for small to medium-sized businesses, of, uh, of the last year, and yet one that I hear very little about. It's like we are uh, governed by distraction. There's so many big uh, existential threats that we're dealing with. This topic, which is really profound, uh, simply doesn't get much coverage. We're one of the few media that has covered it, and that's thanks largely to my guest this segment, Daniel Cotter. He's a regular on the price of business um, and a a recurring guest, one of our contributors, a really very thoughtful individual. We love having him on the program. We often get feedback when he's on. And, uh, Daniel, glad to have you on. I love your approach to the law. I think it's so important. Um, you know, there's this impression. You, you, you know how well respected lawyers are as an industry, <laughs> and one of the reasons yeah. why is that they seem to be all about the money. You know, uh, they would really like to get into a, a big fight. They have no problem with that. And your approach is decidedly different. You take a, a true counselor, true advisor role with your clients, which uh, not only prevents a lot of financial costs but time waste as well. I think it's so needed. Talk a little bit about that approach and also your website. Sure. My website is, is new. It's changed for those listeners. It's I'm now at Dickinson, Dickinson Wright PLLC, and the website is dickinson Wright with the W-W-R-I-G-H-T.com, and uh, we're a full-service business firm. And uh, one of the things, that, as you mentioned, Kevin, I've had a lot of conversations in that transition about kind of the, the, the new uh, firm and, and cost expectations. And I've had these conversations with, with many clients. Our goal, I think that we've shared on this before and talking to you, Kevin, is that our goal is to provide practical guidance uh, without getting bogged down into minutia and, and things that don't need to be done, uh, but that uh, can give assurances and comfort to our clients that the 
business that they're conducting is in compliance and that they can go about their business and not have to worry about the uh, technical law uh, that exists. And, and we've had a lot of those conversations. Um, in fact, I just had a conversation with a, a very uh, longtime friend. Uh, he has a business and is looking to do some uh, things he hasn't ventured into before. And we gave him kind of a cost range. And he, um, you know, t- talked about the fact that they may have to go more cost effective. And I, I told him that, you know, the, the goal we always have in mind is to uh, take matters uh, more economically on the front end because, as you mentioned, uh, once it once it gets into a fight, those things can be very costly, and it's uh, litigation and adverse relationships are not a a, a poor uh, person's sport. So we yeah. try to try to give give that sound guidance up front so that they uh, have a good sense of of how to protect themselves again without incurring a huge amount of money, but taking care of business so that they're in, in compliance. Yeah, I think that's very, very good advice. Um, great topic today. Again, I, I already prepped it a little bit. It's so ironic that, uh, you know, I, I get a list of topics. Uh, you being a regular, you drive um, our content, our interviews, which is both helpful, and I think it really provides ma- maximum expertise for the audience uh, in what they're going to receive. Uh, but it's so ironic um, that uh, at breakfast I got a, a text from one of my best friends, and he uh, said, did you hear about this? And uh, I'm like, yeah, actually, I think I actually sent you information about an interview I did on this. Um, But yes, and in fact, uh, I've interviewed someone who I thought was uh, very thoughtful and helpful in this space. And this that he was referring to is the Corporate Transparency Act of uh, 2024. It really is like uh, the Sarbanes-Oxley for small business. It really is, Kevin, and it imposes uh, the purposes. I think we talked about this previously with you. The purpose of this is to to kind of ferret out the, the hidden assets and, and make sure that things have been reported, and there's a process in place that uh, uh, through a system called BOSS, uh, is the acronym, uh, that you, uh, unless you're exempt, you have to file a beneficial ownership information report to the U.S. Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is known as FinCEN. You may have seen that uh, name bending about. Um, and, and there's limited exceptions and uh, uh, exemptions. Uh, but if you're a reporting company, uh, especially if you're newly formed in 2024, uh, within 90 days of uh, forming the entity, uh, you have to submit that uh, beneficial ownership information report uh, based on on the guidelines that FinCEN has, there's websites, and it's a very complex area. And like you said, it could be like Sarbanes-Oxley. I think this is going to be one of those things that's going to impose huge costs on folks, and it's also going to drive some discussions about setting up entities. Uh, you know, whether it's in Delaware, or Wyoming, Montana, you know, wherever people pick for their their destinations. And what this requires is is some financial background and and the specific identity of the individuals that might be behind uh, limited liability companies or, or other uh, entities. And for those, those entities that are already in existence uh, prior to January 1st, 2024, those companies have until January 1st, 2025. And what's interesting, Kevin, is, is we uh, uh, submitted an application for incorporation for one of our clients for a, a company in Delaware. 
and the registered agent services and the services that are boots on the ground at uh, various jurisdictions are sending out these notice letters uh, to the uh, entity name and, and, and kind of outlining this stuff. And, and they, as I would suggest, they say that you should, uh, they encourage you to consult with your legal counsel regarding your reporting obligations under the CTA, the Corporate Transparency Act. This is a real game changer. Like you said, uh, what's surprising so far is that there's not been a lot of uh, media attention, a lot of reporting on it, uh, but it's starting to come. And, you know, I think this is going to be one of those things that uh, many, especially small businesses, but large businesses as well, are really, I think, going to be taken aback by the uh, requirements of this. And, and I should tell the listeners that uh, this is a confidential website. It's not to be published by FinCEN. It's on a secure database, but uh, as we know, government uh, databases and other databases around the world have uh, historically been uh, hacked. And so um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this goes. And there's there's tens of millions of existing companies. And just imagine how many companies are formed each year. This is going to be a huge, huge undertaking and uh, responsibility for uh, those forming companies in any jurisdiction. No doubt about it. It's uh, breathtaking. And 30 million, 30 million businesses are affected. I, I, I think people, I mean, think about it. There's what, 320 million people or 40 million people? <laughs> you know, how, many, how many businesses are there? You're talking about a huge number of businesses. And by the way, it's specifically targeting small to medium businesses. It's not really targeting the large ones, although some of the large ones will be affected. The larger the business, the more they were already in compliance before this act came into existence. Public companies were long in compliance. Uh, that, that's exactly. how it became public, right? But, uh, I mean, it's a huge number. It's shocking. And, again, very little media play. This is something that, that I think the implications were big enough that it should have been on general news, not just business news, and on business news in a much larger way than it had been over the last several months. Yeah, it's uh, and again, it's, it's it, it was passed uh, last year and to, to little fanfare, uh, but you know, lawyers and other advisors are starting to pick up on it, and uh, you know, we're working with our clients to you know address these issues. And like I said, the company's in, in existence have some time, but um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a real uh, impactful uh, process, and and so. I think folks uh, should should reach out to their trusted advisors to make sure they understand the rules, uh, whether they have an exemption, and then take steps to make sure they're in compliance uh, so that they don't uh, get uh, a, a nasty letter. Uh, because I think what's happening is that all the Secretary of States and, and other uh, agencies that are responsible for issuing these companies will have to report that a new company has been filed and so you know, the the federal government will come out come be coming out and, and uh you know potential fines and penalties if you're not in compliance so a lot to lot to take in and uh, get done if you're forming companies in 2024 yeah yeah actually i i, I was reading uh, even potential jail time uh depending on what the uh uh, assessment of value was and not reported, um, easily $500 a day penalties, I was reading. Yeah. 
that's insane. Pretty severe. Pretty severe. So interesting. So we're, we're, you know, you mentioned already, kind of give us some steps. I I guess the very first thing to do uh, would be to ask yourself, if you have an attorney, why he or she hasn't brought this up to you by now. That, That would be the very first thing I would ask, and that would be a good thing to ask your attorney when you call him or her. Uh, but then secondly, ask your, ask your attorney what you should be doing, what you should be about in regards to this. Talk about yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. That, that, that's exactly right. And then, uh, you know, with, with your trusted advisor, uh, determine whether you're uh, subject to uh, the reporting and the, the uh, uh, information reporting that's required or if you have an exemption. And if you are subject to it, make sure that uh, you're filing and, and taking care of that. And, and many uh, law firms and lawyers are uh, suggesting that uh, that be done um, with, with some advice by, by attorneys. But the, because there's so much personal information involved, uh, that loading to the portal is probably best done by the, by the uh, businesses and, and individuals that are required to submit their information. Uh, but again, that varies by uh, law firm and lawyer. So check with your trusted advisor to make sure you're taking steps to be in compliance. Yeah, absolutely. And don't assume that just because your attorney did not contact you that uh, you are exempt. I think there's probably a lot of people who do that because, it's, you know, face it, Daniel, people have already a lot on their plate. So why add worries that uh, don't necessarily need to happen? Well, the reason why is that your attorney, too, is being deluged with things and responsibilities to take care of. And sometimes this may have even slipped under their radar screen because, uh, as you've mentioned before, uh, there's not only stuff that happens every year on a federal level, but things happen on a state level. And often the state level things take precedence in the attorney minds for whatever reason, uh, even more so than the federal stuff. So don't assume. That's, I guess, the bottom line. Don't assume. Right. Yep. Daniel Cotter, always love having you on the program. Very timely topic. Glad you came back to remind us. Um, we, you know, you were on very recently, and uh, but I, I thought how timely to have you have it on again because let's face it, we have to hear things several times before they actually sink in. So uh, very good. Make sure that uh, go give that website one more time for people to get more information. It's uh, Dickinson-Wright.com. And uh, look, look forward to chatting with anybody who wants to chat about this. Absolutely. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. That was Daniel Cotter. We love having him on the program, bringing us perspective and really a true trusted advisor approach to business law. And uh, see him for more right after this on the Price of Business. <laughs> 